interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare. Be afraid. No. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Ghouls and gore. And sometimes a little more. My bloody podcast. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Another episode of My Bloody Podcast. I'm Brian Kluger here in Dallas, Texas, and I'm joined with the co-host with the most, James Cole Clay, the man I want to survive in a cabin in the woods with. Oh my goodness, how are you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing well, and hopefully our combined movie knowledge will let us survive. We're going to get even more movie knowledge today, so uh, it's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. We're the Jamie Kennedys here, I think. So let's introduce, we got a very special episode here today. We're going to be talking about a movie, a horror movie, a horror slasher movie called Murder in the Woods. And we have two fantastic, legendary, intercontinental champions of film, cinema, and horror. Oh my goodness. Yelena De Leon and Luis Iga. How are y'all doing today? We're great. great. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So y'all, y'all doing well in all of this, these times right now, these last few months when we've been quarantined, staying in, what y'all been doing all right? Luckily, yeah. I mean, luckily, I mean, I know y'all has the same feeling. It's for us creatives, it's been time to create and we're blessed because we're always, you know, doing so many things and rush and no time for creativity. So it has forced us, uh, not forced us, but we finally have the time to like be creative. Um, so, so yeah, we're blessed that, that, you know, uh, that now at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, give us time to reflect and all of a sudden now with the release of the movie, we have to get really busy, busy, busy. So there you go. And Yelena, you're doing all right. I'm doing great now that I've learned how to be an introvert because I'm (laughs) such an extrovert. I'm a people person. I'm always here and there everywhere, traveling, doing projects. However, I've had to stay inside and honestly, it's been the best thing because I've learned to paint. I finished all my scripts that I've been wanting to finish for a long time. I even started writing my books, which will be out next year. So I am good. Oh, I want to read. I want to see painting. Uh, That sounds awesome. But let's, let's, let's jump right in here. But first, we have to start at the very beginning for both of you. Uh, we'll start with Yelena. Where did it all begin for you in film? Was it something you watched on TV long ago on a VHS? Where did it all begin for you? Well, when I was a kid, um, there was a TV show called Crime Story, which was a primetime show on NBC that came knocking on my door, literally. When I say Hollywood came knocking on my door, that's what happened. So they knocked on my door and they asked if my mom was home. And I was like, no, she's not home. They're like, oh, you're home alone. I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, okay, well, can we talk to the owner of the house? And I was like, well, she's upstairs. That was my grandmother who was hard of hearing. And uh, she spoke a little bit of English. She understood it. So they were like, oh, well, we want to shoot here. And I was like, shoot, what? Because I'm from the south side of Chicago. So for me, shooting means something totally different. Uh, And I was like, "Uh, I I don't know about that. So I went upstairs. I asked my grandmother. I said, there's a guy downstairs that wants to talk to you. And she's like, no, no, no. Tell him. I said, no. So I come back down and he's like, oh, well, can you tell your grandmother that we have, you know, like $400? And I was like, oh, okay, hold on. So I go back upstairs and my grandma's like, okay, yeah, tell him to come on in. (laughs) But for an entire week, when I tell you I had Hollywood royalty movie magic 
in my living room as a kid, that's where it all started because I had the late Dennis Farina in my living room. Basically what they wanted to do was get a shot. This was obviously before, uh, you know, drones. So they got a shot from my porch of a guy like uh, dying basically when he got shot. And I remember being this nosy kid and going up to the director and just saying, hey, is there anything that I can do? And he was like, yeah, when you hear a gunshot, just go to the window and like peek out. And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, I'm supposed to run and hide when I hear a gunshot. And he's like, don't worry, it's not real. So I was like, okay. So I, in essence, I ended up being an extra in this. So like a week later, it's on, I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? I didn't understand that. So my whole life, I've been trying to figure out how that was done. And I think I finally have figured it out. <laughs> that movie magic. Oh, that's an amazing story. So right after that happened, did you like go to your room and like, okay, I got to write a script. I got to get a home video camera. We got to shoot something. <laughs> yeah. I started writing books as a kid, actually. And I won all the way a young national authors award a long time. And then I started doing theater because that's what you do in Chicago. Um, there wasn't really like a, a film scene there, but theater was my, that was my jam. And so in high school, I was a musical theater major. I actually wrote a three-act musical when I was a junior that I got to star in. So I've been doing this for a very, very long time. It's what I love. I don't know anything else. I just absolutely love, um, you know, writing, producing, uh, acting. Just, I'm a creative, you know? I'm an extroverted, introverted creative as of now, but- <laughs> Oh my <laughs> but goodness. I still, I, you know, I love yeah, a, a Jacqueline of all trades. Okay, I like that. So Louise, what about you? Where did it all begin for you? in film i mean <clears throat> what i fell in love about film what was probably about five seven years old uh and it was movie magic right the the the, the, the i was watching i mean like a lot of filmmakers it's you know star wars uh so george lucas world being able to create something um you know that's not real and, and being real and also but for me as an artist i since i was a little kid uh, i was an artist i love building models i loved uh you know i would replicate scenes for movies with my G.I. Joes and I would shoot them. Um, it grew up in Mexico so I could buy fireworks in the corner store and make mini explosions and play with the powder. Uh, luckily I still have my hands. Uh, <laughs> 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 so, so, so that's what it was. And for me it was more the make-believe. Like I love uh, all the models that they made for Star Wars and all the, you know, everything that was practical effect, not visual effect. Uh, all the special effect, that's what hooked me. Um, and then through that journey, I fell in love with directing, you know, so I always knew I wanted to be a filmmaker. Uh, but I, in, at that time, I thought I was more into the visual, uh, the special effects side of things. But in Mexico, I grew up in the North, like we didn't have any type of that schooling or any of that. So, you know, so, um, I decided to, you know, come to the United States to pursue that. And it's been a long journey, but you know, hope now we're here. So dream come true. <laughs> there you go. And when did you realize, when you both realized, because I believe you both went to school for film, when did that uh, that spark materialize? And do you remember, were you scared? Were you nervous? Or were you just like, really confident going into this school? Uh, was like, I'm going to be the next, you know, this big filmmaker. I'm going to do this. Here's my student film. Was that, was that like that for you? I mean, I've been so driven. I mean, since I knew, I, I've been one of the few lucky ones that knows what I knew what I wanted to do since I was seven years old. Once I saw this, I fell in love with it. And I was like, this is what I'm doing. So I meet a lot of people that are like, I don't know what I'm doing in life. I, I try this, I try that, I don't like it, I don't know. But for me, it was, I knew what I wanted. And I always wanted to go to USC because of, of George Lucas, right? So, so when I got uh, into USC for the master's program, I was like, I'm like, I'm ready for this. Let's do it, what's next? I mean, I was, 
I mean, you know, I was taking my classes and then I was crashing other classes that I wasn't part of. Uh, till this day, I live next to USC. So before the pandemic, I would still go and, 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 and show up in some classes that, you know, in the auditoriums with, you know, when they don't notice you're, you're there. Um, <laughs> so, <I've, laughs> so, you know, till before the pandemic, I would show up and, you know, whenever I saw there was a, a good critical studies class, I would just, you know, planning with the students and, you know, so, so yeah, so I took the most advantage of it that I could out of, out of my time at USC. Do you remember the first uh, camcorder, video recorder you shot something on? Oh my God. Uh, there were the EX1s, I think. The EX, yeah, the EX1s. <laughs> those were, those were great, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. And was, that, was that the same for you, Yelena? Yeah, well, uh, because I knew when I was seven that this is what I wanted to do, I pursued it a thousand percent. So in high school, I was a musical theater ranger. Then I also, um, I went to the other school. We call it the other school because, you know, at USC, there's the other school. I don't know if you know what that is. Um, UCLA uh, for undergrad. And that's where I learned. Um, I did film, television, digital cinema, as well as Chicano studies and international human rights. Uh, I love to learn. So it was one of those things like I think I had three shows on at, at, on cable access in Chicago at one point. I mean, everybody in the city knew me because I was always just creating. Um, they used to call me like the, the Ricky fake, like Ricky Lake, because they're like, oh, you look like Ricky Lake. I'm talking back in the day. I know I look really <laughs> young, but, um, <laughs> but that's what they used to call me. So I just owned it. I was like, yeah, I am. So what? You know, because I just it was something that I just loved doing. So then when Luis and I met at USC, we were like a handful of the Latino uh, students there because literally it was there was no people of color there um, at that time and so we always had the same goal which was to make universal films that could star people of color you know and what better way to do it than in a horror genre so that way you don't know who's going first um, I got to keep you guessing you know because <laughs> usually it's the first you know person of color the token yeah, of person course, that goes yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it was something that at USC, I really, I mean, I got to learn from some amazing professors that have done, um, we're talking $200 million budgets. Here we are, indie filmmakers, but I mean, we really got to uh, experience what it was like to, you know, to do everything up to spec to Hollywood. And, uh, and I'm really fortunate that uh, I was able to get in there and, and learn from the best. And what was the, the first meeting like between you and Louise? Because y'all coming from rival schools. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you, no, Yelena, we met at USC. I, I was already in uh, one or two semesters ahead and there was a mixer. I was part of the graduate. Um, I was vice president of the graduate council um, of the School of Semantic Arts. So uh, we always did mixers. So the new students uh, met the, the, you know, the more advanced students and things like that. So I was... I was producing a short film um, for a class and we were looking for, you know, usually the, the, the first semesters, you know, they're very open to helping out and they have the time to help out in production. So, you know, so we were talking and then I ended up meeting Yale at this, um, at this event. And I had a, a story of a friend of mine who had, uh, she had brought to me um, about uh, domestic violence that, that he wanted to tell about, um, about somebody that he knew and, and I thought it was a very inspirational story. And so we met and Yelena had also some, some, you know, she knew some people in the domestic violence world and, you know, and then we decided to collaborate on that movie. Um, and then from that, it was, you know, uh, we developed it, she wrote the script. Uh, I made all these pitch packages. I pitched, you know, so many investors and so many people and uh, then, you know, then we couldn't make that one, but the investor was like, I don't have this much money, but I have this much. What do you have? 
Um, so then I was like, oh, I have a horror, like an amazing horror film uh, that you're going to love. And he's like, okay, let's do it. And then I call Yelena. I'm like, hey, we have to write a horror script. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we had, what we had was we had a cabin that Luis had shot in before because he did a short film there, right? So we had that. And then I had access to amazing actors that I'd worked with in the past. So that's what we had. And then after that, it was just like, all right, let's get together, you know. Uh, yeah, literally, uh, cliche. <laughs> cliche. Cliche, coffee shop, uh, napkin. This is what we have, and yep. this is what the story is going to be. And Sheriff Lorenzo has to be Danny Trejo. Yes. That's what we can, that, that, yeah. that was it. It's like the first meeting was that. It's like, this is what we have. This is what we can use. Uh, this is what the story is going to be about. And Danny Trejo has to be in it. And, and Danny Trejo like plays like the perfect sheriff. Like he really does. <laughs> yeah. He, he, you know, and he, again, in part of this film and the way it was written and the way it was directed was not to have it be a stereotypical because Danny Trejo is always used the same way, right? You always see him without his shirt. Off. Everybody casts him so he can take his shirt off, right? So you can see every cast him for the truth. Right. So, you know, that was a goal. It was like, how can we do things different and, you know, and, and, and show another side of Danny that, you know, people may have seen or may not seen before because you never know what's going to happen. Right. So that's how Murder in the Woods came about. And then you start shooting, right? Oh, my God. Shooting. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So, so, this, so this, or how long did, was it to take? Because you shot this a few so, years ago, right? So this happened literally almost six years ago. Um, I got the green light from the investor in like uh, October, November of 2014. Yeah. So Yell and I got together. You know, she wrote the story, you know, notes back and forward, developing the script. She kept writing, writing. But then we're going to the Christmas holiday. And, you know, I was in Mexico prepping, you know, and and we didn't know the investor was like yes yes but not yet yes yes but not yet yes yes but not yet um until so yell had other uh so, some other of her her friends that she's worked in other movies uh actors like gabriel chavarria and uh who else did we lose gabriel and who and your son and jewel yeah. um so we had to we we're supposed to shoot in january but then you know we we're waiting for the investor and then we had to push to february uh, and then we lost Gabriel and we Jewel had to go back to school. So um, so then we had to open for auditions. So while I was, you know, doing some things, Yelena took care of the auditions and then I would just show up and like read with it in and, and Chelsea Rendon, who's uh, uh Yelena has worked with her for a long time. Um, I also worked with her at USC in some projects. She uh, she helped us, she became an associate producer, and I mean it happened fast from uh November to February, it was just fast. Uh, what happened? It was like two weeks of pre-production. In in all honesty, right? It was like, all right, ready to go. We're like, okay, here we go. The story of it, our life, man. Made two it weeks. happen. You got two weeks. That's Everything it. in this it movie is like, you got two weeks. Well, what I was gonna What I was gonna say is that you're, you're talking about how uh, this project came to be, and to me, watching it, it all seemed natural in that way it in that you can feel that creativity like breathing that excitement and that to me something palpable about that with filmmaking even though i airplayed it to my tv in my living room you can still feel that coming through if the project is right if the filmmakers voices are heard and i was able to feel a voice from each one of the characters the archetypes that we know the people that we know but just twisted in a way that was really like had this rhythm to it 
that feeling that nihilism as, as somebody who watches a lot of horror stuff, you can, you just kind of have an intuition with it. As somebody who likes movies, I don't, I don't create films, but I consume and watch and think and studied uh, films. And I, you know, I just appreciate that feeling. It's a nice feeling unexpectedly, you know, just, and that's kind of why I love it so much. And that's why I love being creative. Um, and so I, I know I haven't chimed in, but I've been just been listening to that. And that's just what I was thinking about is you can feel like you're talking about like writing down things on, like you still have to visualize things in that point. And to, to get to that, and just keep that same feeling of just like writing something down on a napkin, like an idea that you may have a spark that you may have and to get it to this, if people can't see me other than y'all, but I'm making like a, you know, a, like, <laughs> looks like a TV kind of thing. I don't know. It's just really cool. Kick ass, talk to people who are excited about it. Um, and I, um, I don't know. I just love it when that can come off. So figured I would say that. No, I mean, I think, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, thank you for, for noticing, especially, um, that, I mean, that's the importance of having diverse voices, right? And in, in behind the camera and in front of the camera, because I mean, Yelena and I, you know, have had an uphill battle, even when we were at USC with some of our faculty, right? We would, because we come from that world, right? I grew up in Mexico. She's Mexican. She also, you know, she was born in Mexico, but grew up in Chicago. So she, you know, she knows the Mexican American community. I, I know the Mexican community. Then I lived over here. So we lived and breathed it, right? So when we're you know, when I'm directing and she's writing these scenes and these stories and the altar, the, you know, it's, it's organic. It's not a Google search, right? So that's why these characters feel organic and real and different is because we, we come from a different background. So we're going to tell our story from our background, right, Yael? Yeah, I mean, it's, it was really about um, ch like tapping into characters that I know because I've met some really it's so hard to talk about this movie without giving spoilers. We'll just, we'll just stay to the archetype. So the mean girl, right. Or that ex-boyfriend that, you know, it's like, Oh, how, you know, thinking about him, how could I, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, write a scene with him in mind, you know, just things like that. I'm trying to be very general because I don't want to give away spoilers. I don't like spoilers. Um, but it's one of those things that our, our love for this genre, because Luisa and I, when we started talking about different genres that we can make at this budget, the one thing that popped out, we're like, oh my God, our love for horror film, especially slashers. Um, I know what you did last summer, Scream, um, you know, even like Halloween. I mean, all of those movies, the classics, we absolutely, we grew up watching them, but we wanted to make a movie, like a throwback slasher that we would have loved to have seen when we were growing up, right? Because you never, you never saw people of color on the big screen. So that was like a really big, big part for us. And I wanted to make sure that we could do a universal story with cultural references so if you get it, you get it. And if you don't get it, hey, you know what? You're learning about it because this is this is how it is. This is who we are. So I love that freedom of actually being able to write something where, you know, Luis and I, we got it. You know, I didn't have to explain anything to him and be like, oh, it's a cultural thing. Like, no, he got it. He's like, oh, yeah. You know, he would tell me his stories and I'd be like, exactly. So it's one of those things where it is organic because it's coming from a place of like what we know uh and uh and our love for it so thank you for appreciating that because it's been a long journey and honestly like just hearing that feedback and watching this movie on the big screen with an audience is making everything worth it all those sleepless nights i'm like okay great awesome because <laughs> it's a fun movie you know it's one of those movies it's like you can watch over and over again and i do love the whodunits i'm a big agatha christie fan so it's one of those movies where you go back and you watch it again and it's like an onion that you're peeling you're like wait oh wow you know, you just learn, you just like um, 
see all these things that are there. They're planted there, but sometimes you don't get it right away. So it's one of those movies that you can watch over and over again. Um, I know I've watched it 3,000 times and I still get scared. I literally still scream. I, it's one of those things that I know what's going to happen, but it's a fun film and it really, you know, uh, <laughs> it's, one, it's one of those movies that you can enjoy with some popcorn, you know? I have a, I have a story about that, about Yale. We were here in my, in my place and... Now I'm editing because uh, Ryan, we haven't edited Ryan, but then again, we're low budget. So I had to, you know, we had no more money. So I took it over and I finished editing the movie. Uh, so we're one day, we're long nights, um, long days editing here. And I have a setup where I'm editing here and then the TV over there can show the image. So, um, so we're like, okay, we're going to change this, blah, blah, blah. So we change it. And then we're watching it. And I, I guess you forgot that we had talked about that change. And all of a sudden, she screams. I'm like, what? I'm like, what? I'm like, like, I was like, so it was funny, right? Because even somebody that has been so close to the project, right? And like, just like got scared. I was, it, it was, it was so funny. And it's an ugly scream. It's not one of those like, ah! no, it was like, ah, you thought, you know, bloody murder right here. Like, what is going on? He's like, did you see a mouse? I'm like, no, I'm freaking scared of the movie. That was pretty, that was, you know, so that was, that was, that was, yeah. that was pretty amazing, right? To have somebody that's so close to the project still getting scared. Well, that's, you know, that's how you guys' scripts and your film direction it's still effective and i must say that it actually is a timeless movie like you know any most slashers like friday the 13th like you referenced before it's timeless i mean you take away a modem or you know a cell phone this takes place anytime anywhere and that's i think makes it all more visceral and scary and uh i like that you that fact in the fact that you brought in the cultural references because i love when you see something from an african-american horror movie or this mexican-american movie or a jewish horror movie that we've seen before and i love learning about all of that in there and i'm so glad you guys put that in there and i guess you know i guess that's one of the goals is to show uh your vision in that i think you did it perfectly so Thank you. Um, and, and so let's talk about the fun, gooey bits, the gore, practical effects on uh, a low budget film. I mean, I'm sitting here in Michigan at the Evil Dead house, which is practical effects, gore and blood. I know y'all probably had a good time there doing that, right? Who got drenched? Who got blood soaked? Was it fun? I, I love, so growing up, I'm, I'm, so for undergrad, I did fine art school and I've always been an artist. So I love working with my hands. And I've always bought the makeup kits growing up. We would go to Texas because I live in Mexico. We, we, have fam we have family in San Antonio, so we would spend some time in San Antonio. So I would buy the kits uh, with, the, with the prosthetics, so I like put cuts and bullets, and I would love doing my own makeup. And again, I would shoot myself with a camera. Um, and I, the thing that I would love is tricking people with those. Uh, I would ask, you know, we're the, we're the gas station. I would ask my parents, can I get a dollar for like, you know, to buy gum? And I would buy those chewable blood pills. Yeah. Right, and all of a sudden, like I'm bleeding in the car, and like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> right, so I've always loved practical effects. I mean, that's a fun part about horror. I mean, and you know, to be honest, when I was at USC, we were focusing more in. It's one of those things that you grow up watching and you love, but you never thought you were gonna do it in a way. It's kind of like when you know, so so all of a sudden, I'm at USC and I have to produce a zombie film for a friend. Um, and from one of my classmates and, and friends. So, you know, so I go and have to buy all this 
So I found this awesome store that this guy from Mexico is building, is doing all these prosthetics and blood for all these big movies. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So I did that, I produced that movie and it was so much fun and the blood, gallons and gallons of blood and he, he makes his own blood, it's clean blood. Uh, so you can wash it off. Uh, so it was, it was just, you know, and I, and then we ended up using a lot of the props from that, from that short in Murder in the Woods. Uh, so for me, it was, it, it was just, it's so much fun, right? And, 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 and it's so, it's, it, it's, it's kind of crazy how a horror movie, you know, is scaring people. But when you shoot it, you're laughing off. You're laughing right. because the, the, the blood went this way instead of the other way. And, you know, it came too soon. But then you also, you, you only have two shots, right? Because in the film, so you only have two shirts, right? You only have to shoot them up bloody. Like, that's it. You're off. So. <laughs> There's just so many I mean, things I wouldn't even think about that would happen. Like you just said two shirts. Like I'm like, okay, yeah, duh. We have to get this the next time. Or, or, or like, like it, you know, the location have, had, um, um, you know, it wasn't a floor. It had a carpet, right? So why don't you get the blood in the carpet? Oh. You know? Uh, so. speaking, speaking of blood, uh, I'm glad it was fun for you, Luis, but being the person that had to transport these gallons and gallons of blood at one point, um, because we did use my car in the movie. It was like a bloody crime scene. Everywhere I went, I had blood on my hands. I, I mean, I had to carry these gallons and it was just everywhere in my car. And it was like, that was a nightmare because I'm like, oh my God, if any, if I get pulled over or something happens, like they're going to ask me, what is this? And I have to explain it. It's fake blood. It's fake, you know? So I had a lot of moments like that. I will say though, there was one moment. That, I mean, he's, he's all, he's the practical effects guy, but I remember this night where, he got jello and i was like are we really we're eating jello is that what we're doing and he's like no it's for the practical effects and i'm like what so he started saying here tear these little napkins remember you yeah. made me do these things i did like three thousand rolls of toilet paper and i'm like what is this so i learned how to make this amazing i i, I don't even know what scene you put it in i you can tell them. it's like yeah you just make it like it makes it makes the the um, organs and things like that look real Oh, it was amazing, though. I was like, cool. oh, my God, toilet paper? I would never thought that. And jello. <laughs> I thought, here you are, like, I'm ready to eat the jello. And he's like, no, that's where the freaking blood. It's a prop. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's great that I'm, I'm glad that you're doing those old practical effects. I love hearing stories like you, you use caro syrup and red food coloring and Don Dairy food creamer, make that base. I mean, it's just, it's fun to hear the uh like the toilet paper and the jello just like you're you're using what you got and, uh, and it looks really good on film <laughs> so yeah, movie magic that and again that's why i fell in love with this is was the magic is like how can you create something that's not real right so can you talk to me both of you about uh your first premiere of this movie once after it was made you probably had a, a screening party for cast and crew what was what was your expectation and then the after watching all the hard work come through what was what was that like for you well i mean we premiered the movie the first time this movie was shown to, to a white audience and the first time actually the actors saw it too was at the festival internacional de cine de guadalajara here in la uh the chinese theater so that for me that was that's awesome know, it was i mean it was nerve-wracking right because you've never seen it with an audience right so why they hate it Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't know. So it was just so, you know, so I tell you, to be honest, I was super nervous. I was, you know, like most artists, I, you know, we're very insecure of our work. Um, and, you know, so once, you know, you start hearing the laughs of the jokes, you still hear the jumps of the scares. 
you know, you start like <laughs> relaxing. <laughs> you could take those shots of shots of whiskey and tequila. And like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure there was some shots going around. Uh, I remember two things. So I remember the laughter and afterwards, uh, Luis going, oh, wow, it is funny. And I'm like, yes, I'm all about the comedy guy. It's a slasher. Hello. But he wasn't sure. And I was like, just let it, you know, you got to trust it. Trust it. It's going to land. And so when we watch it with an audience, and just, you know, everybody was getting it. They were laughing. I was like, okay, great. It's, it's, yeah. it's that beat, like what you were talking about earlier. Like it has that rhythm and it was flowing and it was great. The other thing was the cheers. So anytime Danny Trejo gets up on that big screen, it's literally like if he just walked in the door. <laughs> it was one of those things where it was just like, yeah, you know. Um, and that, that to me was amazing because we hear are all these wonderful, you know, up and coming actors, Brown is beautiful. They're up in these lead, lead roles and people that are in the audience are seeing themselves in these characters. And it was just a really, really awesome, rewarding and magical moment for everybody there. And just watching, you know, the actors, they hadn't seen the movie. And here we are in this big theater, you know, um, actually it was at the Chinese theater. So imagine that, you know, it was, it was literally for us like a, a historical moment. Um, yeah, so it was awesome. And that's something. Actually, going back to Yell's thing about not me not thinking like maybe it's not funny is because that's a big lesson for us. So we, because again, we're all filmmakers who are low budget. We would test the movie the cuts with our friends, right? And most of them are filmmakers and very critical. So a lot of the jokes were not landing with them because they're not they're not looking at the movie as an audience. They're right. looking at the movie as a critic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're analyzing every little thing. So when you're doing that, you're not going to get the jokes because you're not letting it be. So for me, that was, you know, that was a lesson is like whenever you're testing stuff, don't test it with film students. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good lesson. Uh, fuck. I loved it. I laughed. I was scared. Uh, I enjoyed it. And I must say with your script, uh, Elena, the, the characters you wrote, if they're stereotypical there it's for a reason because i've been camping and i've met these people and have witnessed all the things in there of going off having sex smoking all of it and i'm like what did she do was she there the whole time when i was camping what's happening <laughs> well the, the thing is what i was saying earlier too is with, with with all the actors i feel like each one of the actors was able to take those archetypes and put their own personality into it in some way or maybe like some observations that they had about maybe somebody they know and just getting into the character and that as a viewer mixed with like the rhythm and you were talking thing too you can kind of feel it whenever the editing is just like hitting and the beats are hitting and then that mixed with like the dialogue it's just so crazy to, like especially talking to y'all thing to do from and toilet paper to having to find a rhythm to your own dialogue and finding your own voice while writing to thinking of rhythm of that with low budget filmmaking and with trying to do so much while still trying to manage actors personalities and make sure all the performance I don't know it's kind of mind-blowing to me um, that it all works in some way but I, I really wanted to say about that they were they working out those characters? What was like the direction that you were talking to them about and being able to find those really specific things that are somehow still really universal with all those? Does that make sense at all? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean on the directing side, for me, um, one thing that I learned from uh, Barnett Kelman, one of, he's a veteran TV director. Uh, he was my professor at USC, was, you know, the discovering of things with the cast members. So. 
I love film because it's a collaborative effort, right? So even though I have some ideas how, how the scene is going to work, once you get it on the floor and you start rehearsing, a lot of times, it, you know, whatever you picture in your head is not working. So it's about discovering with them and giving them the liberty to bring, you know, their character into it. And a lot of this, uh, most of the actors were, uh, especially when we shot, were not as experienced as they're now. Uh, some of them were first time feature, you know, actors. And, you know, so it was, it, it was, it was, it was, it was fun working with them and figuring out the right beats. And, and, and for example, like, you know, that like, um, also, <laughs> so the first scene that we shoot is a party scene, you know, it's my first feature film, uh, scene. And he's, you know, the, the scene with all the cast members, it's like a big scene. You, you don't do that the first one, but because of the schedule, we had to do it that way. So then we're there, we're ready to roll, and all of a sudden, so, you know, it's, it's written on the script that, you know, the guy takes a hit of the bong and everything, right? And so I'm talking to Kate, and he's like, Kate is like, I've never done this. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm like, so I'm there, like, teaching, you know, how to do a bong hit. <laughs> oh, please tell me you have this on film, and it's going to be a bonus feature. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I mean, I have to look at the BTS footage. I mean, one thing I do have is all the auditions that I want to release later during the, you know, the, the DVD, Blu-ray uh, extras, but, you know, things like that, you know. Uh, and then, um, you know, so the actors were great because the roles that they're playing, they are the opposites in real life, right? So Catherine is playing this, like, total sassy, you know, stuck-up girl. She's, like, the most genuine sweet girl. You know, uh, Jordan too. Jordan, he's like so introverted and so nice and he's acting like this, you know, macho, tough guy. So, you know, it was, it was, it was, you know, so it, it was a lot of fun. So it was about discovering those moments and working with the actors uh, to bring everything together. I know Yelena had also some experiences teaching people some things. Oh my God. So speaking <laughs> of Catherine, who is a sweetheart and I absolutely love her. So we had this big dance scene, right? Well, guess what? She doesn't know how to do that dance. Well, guess what? We don't have a choreographer because it's an independent film. So guess who has to teach her how to get down? <laughs> well, that would be me. And it would it would be all right if I wasn't in this freaking, if you would have seen me that day, it was like, I was like a snowman. You could not even recognize me because I was wearing this big old jacket. It was freezing. It was like 19 degrees late at night. So here I am in the middle of the night teaching her how to do this like, freaking dance and it was the funniest thing because if you saw me I literally look like a snowman but it's supposed to be this like really you know hot and sexy dance <laughs> and, so I don't know and, if we have that footage but it was hilarious um, you so nailed we, have, it. we have it oh no I don't want to release it <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, have, we have I know we have um, on the and actually I think we also have the bong hit and because um, we kept rolling I think a couple of those times and it's in the it's in the it's in the it's in the in the Alexa footage Oh, I, uh, I really hope. Oh, did we lose? We might have lost James Coldplay. I know he had something to do. Okay. Uh, but I don't know if he's lost connection or if he's going to do with it. But we're still here. Um, but no, I'm I'm so glad that y'all got to do that. I mean, that's that's the spirit of indie filmmaking. You know, that's that's what it is, and it's uh it's wonderful. And so uh, I got a two part question for you. Um, so for uh, Luis. Is there going to be a bonus feature of a version of Murder in the Woods with Billy the Sock? And, <laughs> or Yelena, are you currently writing the stage musical for Murder in the Woods? 
<laughs> so Luis, you first. <laughs> Actually, that's not a bad idea. I mean, Gilly the sock, I mean, he's crazy. He's a little crazy sock man. And he's so frustrated because of the quarantine. And, you know, and now I don't know if you saw the whole, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it. You guys have to see the, the episodes, but, you know, he's in trouble now. Uh, I know he made it to the seventh uh, webisode, but maybe that, that would be the next season also. Yeah. No, <laughs> he's back. Sorry, I dropped out. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, okay, good. Billy the Sock, I'm, uh, I'm excited that we might see uh, Murder in the Woods, Murder in the Apartment with him. With him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, Yelena, you talked about musical theater, and you know Evil Dead has a great uh, musical production of Evil Dead, Evil Dead to an Army of Darkness, Murder in the Woods with Danny Murder Trejo. in Texas. We could do Murder in Texas, the musical. I awesome. love it. I love this. <laughs> Awesome, awesome, yeah. awesome. All right, so no, fun. Texas, Texas, Texas has a, a big place in my heart. I do want to shoot in Texas pretty soon. So I just want to say what's up to all, to all my people up in Texas because I do love Texas. This movie actually was a love letter to my grandmother because when I was a kid, we used to take the Greyhound bus from Chicago to Mexico. And we would spend 20 hours in Texas, crossing Texas because it's so freaking big. It is. And so late at night, that's when she would tell me all these stories. Um, they were horror stories. Here I am, a little kid. But, uh, you know, I was bored. And she's like, all right, let me tell you these stories. But she would always tell them to me, like, in first person. So <laughs> I feel like I have, to, I have to go to Texas and make a horror film there. So, yeah, we could do horror. Oh. A murder, in, murder in Texas. The West Texas. West Texas. My car yes. broke down in the middle of nowhere. In, there like, we go. Pecos. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, it was scary. So, yeah, West Texas what? is no man's land. It's amazing. Yeah. For, for What's cool is uh, Murder in the Woods is showing drive-in in West Texas. Yes, yes, we showed, we played at, um, yeah, one, um, yes. Where else? Dallas, I think? We had a couple. Yeah, there's another one in Dallas. I'm looking at your, I'm looking at the website right now, and I just think that'd be so cool. I, there's a, there's a drive-in here in Houston I haven't had the chance to go to, but when I was watching it, I was like, this would be so, so perfect for that setting, like sitting on the top of your car or something like that, and just yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. That'd be yes, awesome. that would be amazing. Like imagine like all the stars, and then just Danny Trejo, just like <laughs> yeah, we, no, we played really Odessa, cool. you know, Odessa. Okay, cool. Oh, Odessa. Oh, oh yeah, Odessa. Yeah. In Fort Worth, no, I think. Yeah, was, yeah. no, but yeah, yeah, but the the driving was okay. in, in in West in uh in, the driving in West Texas was in Odessa. Perfect. Um, so it was, yeah, I mean, it's, and right now the, so the theaters were opening up because some of the big movies were going to come out, but then they realized that, you know, the amount of money they can make is not what they need to recoup. So some of the theaters are shutting back down. So we're hoping that, uh, you know, I, I really want to push for another driving, uh, even though we're coming out this weekend on, on VOD, I still think that it's a fun experience to go to the driving to watch this film. Totally. So now with Halloween and, and, and again, a lot of these movies, big movies, again, being pushed, you know, to December next year, um, you know, we're doing another push to the drive-ins. Uh, they had already played us, so maybe to take us back for a week or something. So, yeah, so if you, if you want to see Murder in the Woods in the drive-in, just call your local drive-in and say, we want to watch Murder in the Woods. Perfect. We will do that. What's cool, what's cool about it, though, is you can get a lot of word of mouth as, as time goes on. You're not yeah. totally beholden to that August 14th, you know, big drop you know, that everybody was looking at with Warner Brothers and Tenet and all that. It's just cool to me that you just never know, like you never know like how it can blow up and when, and yeah, I mean, Halloween season has already started. Okay. You guys have like eight 
weeks of this, six weeks of this left. So there's a lot of chances, I think. It's gonna be cool. Good. Uh, I got a couple more super fun questions for you guys. So we'll start with Yelena. Uh, what is your most thrilling moment, both as a filmmaker and as a fan? Thrilling film moment, like th thrilling movie moment, both working in film and as a fan, like whether it be like the sign you saw this certain premiere of a movie you loved long ago, or and in addition to that, working in the business. Thrilling moment. Oh my God, that is such an awesome question. Uh, I've been working in the industry for a while, so I have to go back in my, my brain and, oh my God, uh, thrilling, thrilling, thrilling. Um, you know, because it's the most recent one, I will have to say premiering this movie because that has taken up six years of my life. <laughs> so <laughs> thrilling, uh, yes, thrilling is knowing that there was a blank screen and then now there's a movie that is out in the world right now. So thrilling, yes, because it's been a really long roller coaster ride. Um, but yeah, just actually having the cast that we have, especially Danny Trejo. I mean, I've, I you know, grew up watching him and a bunch of stuff. So to actually have him in the film, that is a really uh, thrilling thing for me. Um, and actually the way that I met him as well. So yeah, having, having met him and then having him in the film and, uh, and seeing the movie in front of a live audience, I have, I have to say is the most thrilling thing up to this point that has happened. Cool, 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 cool. All right, Luis, what about you? Most thrilling as a filmmaker and fan? As a filmmaker, yeah, watching, um, you know, seeing the, the 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 premiere sold in 24 hours, and then seeing the reaction to the, to the of the audience to the movie and how well it was received. So that was, you know, I think when we started, you know, the exhibiting this movie, that was it. But most recently, I would say when I saw, like, it actually brought tears to my <coughs> to my eyes <laughs> um, when I saw the poster "Murder in the Woods" on 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 a movie website, right? On on a on a on a theater website, you know as a poster, as coming soon. Uh, so for me, that was like, literally like, you know, like, eh, you know, all this time, all these years of dreams finally come true, right? Take you see your, your, your poster, um, that I designed the poster too. So the poster that you designed of the movie you made, um, you know, up in all these websites announcing that they're gonna be, you know, in theaters, which is what we make these, you know, movies to be shown on the big screen. Yeah. Um, you know, I love the big screen. I, before the pandemic, I would go at least once a week. You know, I had the, the weekly, uh, the week, the monthly pass and I would at least go once to watch a movie in the big screen. It's just, it's just an experience. And as a fan, I would say a friend of mine that, I, you know, I've had, I've had a crush in this actress, uh, the first time I saw her in a movie and, uh, my friend invites me to, to, to his premiere. And, you know, I don't, you know, I'm so busy at USC that I don't even know what, you know, you know, he told me what movie it is, whatever. And then I show up there and she's there. Can you tell <laughs> who it is? Can you say who it is? <laughs> Alexandra Daddario. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so, and, you know, so I'm there and I have the opportunity to talk to her, but I'm completely frozen. <laughs> and, and I never spoke to her. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yep. As an, that was me as, a, as an audience. Okay, that's, all, that's awesome. That's great. That's very cool. All right, another fun question for you. We'll start with you, Louise, this time. Uh, are there any certain scenes in movies that 
constantly stick with you. Like you wake up, you think about this scene or you're making a movie, you're making a project, you think about this scene that have stuck with you for so long. Certain scenes from movies. I mean, yeah, I mean, there, I have to say a lot from, from The Godfather. Uh, believe it or not, this, a, a movie that really, uh, you know, stuck in my head because it was kind of like my struggle, um, you know, should I pursue family or should I, you know, put family on hold so I can pursue my dream uh, was The Family Man, uh, directed by Brett Ratner. So believe it or not, and that's not usually the type of movie he directs. So for me, that, that movie, the relationship, you know, in the movie it, it, and what the movie's about, it just resonated with me a lot. You know, it's like, do you give everything up for, for your dream or, in, you know, for success or you, you know, or, or you, you know, you, you, you stick to your relationships. So that, that, I would say that's a movie and a lot, I love a lot of scenes in that movie. So. Good movie, good scene for sure. Yelena, what about you? Oh, I have two answers because I can't okay. pick one. There's so many. I've watched so many movies. I love movies. Um, so I will say for character development, one of the movies uh, or one of the scenes that I love is the ending of Misery because Kathy Bates is just a freaking amazing freaking actress and character. And just that movie alone is just like, I'm like, okay, if I can't write complex characters like that, I don't want to write literally. So that's one of the scenes that I absolutely love. Um, and then there is another movie. It's an Italian film called Cinema Paraiso um, with a little boy that I just, every time I watch that movie and there's like this big montage scene where I'm like, okay, if I can't do storytelling at this level, I don't want to be a filmmaker, literally. So those are the two, two scenes in movies that really keep me like, they remind me, I'm always thinking about that. I'm like, okay, it's either this, it's all or nothing. Because I feel like those are just really, you know, two amazing moments um, in cinema. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Uh, and that kind of rounds out our, uh, our interview. Just have to say that uh, the score to the film, uh, Murder in the Woods, oh, right. is also quite excellent. Uh, yeah. Cole and I were actually totally, talking totally about that. Believe... Yeah, the, the score yeah, is... Yeah, man, absolutely. <laughs> so we love that. And so the movie comes out on VOD, what, uh, September 18th on all platforms? Yep. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. So Murder. if you go to murderinwoodsmovie.com, we're going to have all the... Um, I'm updating the website. So I'm also doing the website. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and the marketing. Website looks like, good. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So I'm gonna at midnight. I'm gonna update the website that is gonna have all the links to all the providers. Um, cool. We're gonna be all platforms. You know, all the in-demand cable boxes from Comcast, Spectrum, Cox to you know Vudu, um, uh, Fandango now, uh, Google Play, uh, YouTube, all those. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We hope uh, to have you on the show again soon. And whenever you're in Texas, look us up. Let's make movies and eat good food. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you all so much.